0: Welcome to another episode of Victory the Podcast. I'm Doug Allen.
1: I'm Kevin Dillon. Victory! Season one, episode eight, the season one finale. Boom. Do you know those guys, your boys, they want you to
0: jump in and ask them a question so they try to lead you somewhere. So today I come into the office, minding my own business, ready to go. And uh, there was some people around that I said, uh, where should I sit, Kevin? The next thing I know, Connolly pulls out a chair that seems to have come from... The Conor McGregor Khabib fight. It's I, called a ringside
1: cute. seat. I mean, Khabib McGregor fight. Uh, we got to show this chair. Where is it's th- this chair? I didn't even <laughs> see this thing. I put it in the office because Doug chair shamed uh, me.
0: I mean, it's a beautiful, <laughs> it's a beautiful chair. But I'm like, all right, is there something you want to say about this chair? Where did it come from? How did you get it? I know the fight was in Vegas, so I don't know if you're friends with Conor McGregor. Did you sign
1: it? Well, no. First of all, you you saw the Khabib McGregor fight. Yes, turned, I did. It turned into a riot, and yep. when all the mayhem oh, yeah. happened, oh, I yeah. just slipped out the door with the chair. What do you mean you slipped out the door of the MGM? Was that MGM? Uh, yeah. And everybody looked at me like I was crazy for a couple hours, but when I loaded <laughs> that into my car at the airport and I was taking it home, there was some jealousy. Wait, wait, wait. We got to get
2: it signed. Wait. Got to get it yeah, signed. Yeah, we got to get it signed by Connor for sure. By the way, I, He I, lost I, that fight, though, didn't yeah, he?
1: Yeah, he did. But, you know, listen, these guys are, yeah. these guys are pros. Connor's yeah. a beast. The well, that's other what thing I love about Doug, the
2: UFC. It's okay to lose right, a fight. Right, it's like We're a badge boxing, of honor. they are so It's like I, a
0: badge I, of honor. I want to talk about the fight because we all love freaking Connor, but- I want to know about the chair. What do you mean you walked out with a ringside chair? No security? You have to understand,
1: here? it was mayhem. Then you had Irish people fighting Russians. It was, it was complete. <laughs> seri- I'm
0: serious. Uh, Sound like Ghostbusters. Uh, cats and was, dogs was, living was,
1: together. It was That's mayhem. Awesome. And I just very calmly walked out with the chair.
2: And no one says a word to did you. Did you beat any Russian dudes over the head with no, that chair on way out? I just
1: put it under my arm like it was a briefcase of sorts. And so, I uh, So you uh,
2: left your Irish brethren out there to fight the Russians <laughs> yeah, and did. did nothing? I have so many more questions but, about this. Well, okay. also,
1: too, and the other thing that Doug was sort of denying, Kevin, I'll show you the video so you can judge for yourself. The only McGregor fight I've missed of his last 10 fights probably is this last one. But I've right. been, to, been to all the fights. And He's an one, animal. He's he an animal. animal. The guy's a savage. And, uh, and a did throne. you meet him? So- did you get to well, meet him? Well, Look, if we're Irish, right? Yeah, do lo- You love Conor McGregor, in there so bit. so because I'm, because I'm Jewish, the- I can't love Conor McGregor. No, you're you okay. It's Just, different, but it's he's like a oh, pride. It's, it's a pride and joy. If you're Irish, you love Conor McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> I love Conor McGregor. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not. So, we got Sandy <laughs> Koufax. Conor McGregor, haven't McGregor, anyone in 50 years? Conor McGregor is walking out of the out of the ring. He wins this fight, and I am recording with one hand, and I reach out. And I just felt like the MMA glove. Like I knew I had his hand. Wow. wow. And I have it on video. Doug is calling bullshit because he looked and I felt like he recognized me. I don't know if he did. He might have just recognized me as an Irish guy, but. I felt he's like he recognized like, me. Going, why is this dude holding my hand? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or something like that. Wait,
0: businessman, are you able, I don't know if he's leading us into this too, are you able to text Connor and find out if he recognizes you or you don't
1: actually know him? I don't know him that well. All right. Be great to get him to sign the chair though.
0: Well, you know what? My friend has a company with him. So uh, do you know Proper 12? Prop- oh
1: yeah. Pro- are you kidding? Are we, awesome I, I, whiskey. By the way, awesome. I, I guess I can just say this because I'm one of the owners, but I actually, uh, during this pandemic, I yanked a... Case of proper 12 out the back door. A goal. We have it here. Night. I don't think we want to do it during recording, Kev. Where's well, it at, bro? Where's well, it at? Hey, wait,
0: well, wait! wait. I yanked the case. None of us were offered any. So well, well they're not
1: yours. Why would Why would they Why would I offer you? <laughs> I a thought case? we're a team here. I yeah, did not know. i your hat. hat. It's for the studio. We, took, yeah, it, yeah, it. we it it took it from Goal and we got Proper Twelve here. But that's it's a little early for Proper Twelve. Maybe we'll do a nightcap. Yeah, I mean, all right. All right. Well, I, I want I want beers. I want a few
0: bottles, but Dylan,
1: I'll show you the video and you decide if Conor McGregor. Right. So you think he's
0: walking into the ring for a fight? He's
1: walking out of the ring after
0: a win. Oh, okay. He out of the ring after it, so it wasn't like you were going to hurt his hand. But anyway, he gave you a look, you and Connor. Two Irish tough guys.
1: I felt. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like we locked. At least guys. one for sure. But yeah, Dylan, first... you're right. He might have been like, "Why is this dude no, holding you're my
0: hand, touching me, bro?" <laughs> we have to find. We have to find out if he's ever seen the show. The reality is, we're all huge fans of Conor. We've all watched all of yeah. his fights, and right. uh, it would be very cool if he's watched the show. I have no
2: idea if he is. But sadly, I'm thinking about getting a chest tat like that too. I love his, that big tat on his chest.
1: I don't know, man. I think you might have missed the bone on the chest tattoo. Dan. I have to return yeah. to other shit. All right, though. go. Let's go. Good-
0: back to the episode uh, no 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 i'm not getting back to the episode i'm getting back to are you on a date who are you with you pick up a chair which it's a heavy chair it's a metal chair and you now have to get from las vegas is it a fold-up up chair or... it's a fold-up chair we can show it here yeah, I mean, we'll
1: show it. how did you get it here who are you with? I what was happens? with my buddies. And what do they say? My, a couple of my buddies are heavy hitter gamblers. So we had, you know, ringside seats. We were right. like in the first row, literally. Right. Did you get it on a plane? How did you get it? I did. I did get it on a plane. Wait, wait, wait. This is where the businessman apparently was <laughs> you flying private. You yeah, yeah, oh, you yeah. You yeah, didn't we go flying, on a commercial airline. We flying
0: private. All right. We private. Okay. But so Ooh. I still, you know, when you walk out of the MGM, there's some distance
1: wherever you're going, even to your car, you're carrying this. Doug, it was. A fucking riot, a riot, dude. It's a riot.
2: On. They were all worried about what's They were
1: not riot. worried about me with a
0: chair. I'm not even, I, I'm long past security. I'm now, you're in the street with a third. Yeah, know, it got, 15, it got look, there was chair. a
1: certain point where it was, it was, it was weird.
0: Do you, any was, of your friends it was, it was go, go move, Kevin, what move. What are you doing?
1: Yeah, my friends are like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. And I said, listen, let's talk tomorrow when, you know, and sure enough, when we landed in LA and I was loading that into the back of my car, there was some jealous faces. this thing gets signed and it's worth $10,000. Yeah, I I mean, it's a collector's item. It's a fight that nobody will ever forget. That's for sure. So I'm
0: still stuck on, you're walking out. Forget the ride. Okay, I- I, You're outside. Where do you go with the chair? You go right to the
1: airport? I'll I'll be honest. I thought we were going to go back to the hotel for a second. (laughs) Right. So the plan was- to for me was to drop the chair off but at this point people are still looking (laughs) at me and then and then we were we were late so we had to go to dinner oh my god so i took the chair to dinner but then when we got (laughs) you had your own chair well listen and then we got there and there was like a bunch of people sitting around the table and while everybody else was uncomfortable trying to find a chair. Guess what? Like, here you go. I'm I opened up my fucking things. Conor McGregor Proper Twelve Special Edition. And I said you say proper twelve? Uh, no, 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 no. This but, before 12, this before proper proper, proper twelve even existed. But I did open up that chair and I nice. sat right there and it's more comfortable than the than the chairs. But then I had to like lug it to the other <laughs> side of Vegas. And you know, those hotels in Vegas are so big, then I had to lug it across the casino oh, yeah. and then into the room, and then in the morning onto the plane. Onto the plane but the minute I got it into my car, I'm man enough to admit I would have been harassing you the entire oh, oh, night. Listen, I took mountains of abuse. You know, I would have been on your side on it that. It was one, all like. rolling off my shoulder. I did not care but, at but all. But I am it now. I am now. It. I'm now bitter. for you. I'm now bitter. So, so,
0: would you sell that chair if I offered you money?
2: I'll give you a thousand.
1: Well, yeah, I wouldn't.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, I wasn't going to go to twenty five hundred. Was my max out?
1: Well, then no, no, not I wouldn't. Not. I wouldn't sell uh, for twenty five hundred because, truthfully, what I would ultimately like to do. You know, and I don't know how this stuff works. I mean, these guys are professionals. I'd love to get Khabib and McGregor to sign it. And then I think it's a collector's item and I'd like to have it. I mean, I don't know. Unless somebody offers me something ridiculous. I didn't sell my 90s. Can we talk about that fight
2: though for a second? I love UFC, but this rolling around on the ground for too long, they got to get them on their feet quicker. Do you agree with that? Yeah. It's just not fun to watch guys rolling around on the
1: ground. I, I mean, it is for a little bit, then you got to get them on their feet. The exciting the exciting guys are the guys that stand yeah, up and trade. I mean, that's listen, why McGregor strikers,
0: is a good striker. I know, yes. listen, I'm going to go back to the chair in one second, but what, <laughs> what McGregor did with his shoulder in the last fight was one of the sickest things I've ever seen. I don't right. know why. It's not done more often. I didn't know you could take your collarbone and break someone's He might have invented that yeah. on the spot. That was yeah. amazing. But getting back to, we'll get your chair signed because I'm going to call Ken Austin, and hopefully he, he can get it done. But the question is, can you DM Connor on, on Instagram? And is he going to go, oh, wow, this is exciting. Kevin Connolly, businessman,
1: is DMing me. I don't, of think, course I I don't think he responds to a DM from me. Mm.
0: All right. Well, I would like you. Are you willing to do it to even check? I would prefer can... to keep my. <laughs> you don't want to slide what's, it what's the McGregor's of my, DM. What's left
1: of my ego, I'd like to keep <laughs> intact if possible. All right.
0: Well, I love it. And I, I honestly, I'm jealous of the chair. And we're all going to do a uh, proper 12-drink. On the chair. I'm going to yeah. sit on the chair before the day is over. So anyway, that's that's good. All right. So uh, we'll take a quick break from our sponsors, and then we'll get right into this episode. Auga. By the way, it's very exciting today because we had a surprise guest, Todd Dos Reese, one of our cinematographers, one of our great cinematographers, Big showed Todd. up here. So if uh, we look like shit on YouTube or wherever this is, blame Todd Dos Reese. This he- is the best lighting we've gotten
1: yet. Yeah. So he and- has signed off on the official lighting. And hopefully That's the right.
0: framing is good because I got to tell you, I don't know if Connolly has a crush on me or what, but I looked at some of the earlier episodes. The extreme close-ups were insane like Jack Nicholson <laughs> and uh, oh, no. A Few Good Men. I just didn't understand the framing. This
1: is pure narcissism on your part. You love looking at yourself i
0: hate looking at myself I'm and not yourself. that i want those. to be Love framed in here pool. can
1: you frame Love me in here everything.
0: you want to talk kissing a fool todd dos reese came in he wanted to talk fat beach by the way he wanted to talk- <laughs> listen Doug, i
1: will admit he did ask about fat Beach. he asked about fat beach and
0: a little unknown fact about fat beach i'm 23 years old directed this movie straight out of film school yes that, yes hey, no no the this is it that. this is an interesting fact that todd dos reese was blown away by but second unit director, who did me a favor, who's done everything he can over the last twenty years to make sure nobody knows this, but Darren Aronofsky directed second unit. Wow, of Fat did you Beach. know that? Is he,
1: so is he credited? It? I'm he sure it's credited. not on his IMDb. But he is if you go, credited. If you go on to, if you go on into the movie, is it in the credits? It's in the credits. Wow. Now, I don't food. think he. You I don't, should have had
0: him shoot the whole movie. I don't think he talks about it on. Uh, <laughs> 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 and his can, can't stop. Anyway, so Connolly, as usual, is the businessman is abusing me. The so here we go. And I'm not supposed to say we're going to get back to it. But just a little start. We're going to do season one, the season episode finale, eight. Yeah. episode eight. But first, I'd like to hear about you guys a little bit. Kevin Dillon, what would you do this weekend? What's going on?
2: You know, I just uh, hung out with my daughter and I, you know, worked on a pool table that someone gave to me for free. So I, I had to level it that. off. Tell, I had to get the tell, slate up there. Tell
1: Doug this. Walk us through that from the beginning. Kevin Dillon built a pool table.
2: Well, yeah, I had to take it apart. And then put it in my house and put it back together. So, but I'm going to felt it today. We got we we were working on it right before I came here. Got it leveled up. And when I get you home, you bought
0: I- you bought your own felt.
2: Yes, I what ordered color? the felt. What color? It's actually like a teal. It's called powder blue. All right. And, and it's this, a, is, is a, this a it's a regulation like a tournament pool table felt size? for like nine ball. And this also, really also Kevin felt.
1: will felt this thing by himself, which is my favorite thing about it. <laughs> I'd rather set myself on fire than felt my own pool table. But Dylan knows how to do it. Well, He'll crack you with
0: a pool cue if you, if you beat <laughs> him. In will pool too. him I will slap it upside your head, bro. <laughs> Kevin Dylan gets very. We've had you some do.
1: competitive. Well, I don't lose,
0: so I would like to beat you, but we've had some. would like to beat me.
2: I used to be very good at pool by but, the way yeah. ping pong you embarrass me in front of the whole crew you're like i will beat you with my blackberry phone i had a full-size <laughs> battle and i think i got like two points you destroyed
1: me yeah 21
0: I, to 2 or yeah, something and i think with a q-tip i might be able to beat you in pool maybe no
1: i, no, no. I used to be good no, you i'm not good beating anymore. dylan in a bar game, yeah. bro no no well no, not no, in no bar games. darts no. and pool no and pinball darts are you good at darts out? cornhole
2: oh yeah Oh yeah,
1: yeah.
0: All right. Well, we'll have to get all of this. And Connolly what'd you do? Anything exciting this weekend?
1: Yeah, I went out. Uh, a buddy of mine uh, had a had a boat. We went out in the marina, and I lost my drone. The drone. Oh the no! Drone. What does yeah. that mean?
0: You lost your drone? Like it it's fell in, in the water. water? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, sunk? Yeah.
1: yeah. It's under Dude, the water. Dude, that was thousands of dollars, right? What? Yeah, it's sad. It's like a fender bender. How much did I that mean, cost? That drone? Don't know, three grand. It was one of those things where it was high winds. Couldn't land it in the choppy water wow. on the back of a boat. And, Why were you flying and, in high winds? Isn't that something you're not supposed to do? I mean, isn't uh, that... I mean, I don't know. Apparently not. I wouldn't <laughs> recommend it to fellow drone people, but it's funny because so you lose the SIM card because it went underwater. Wow. But it's on... There's a uh, not a 4K version, but there's like a 720p version on the actual iPad screen. And, you know, like, Sean White was on the boat, and he did like a triple backflip crazy thing that i caught on the drone <laughs> oh, i mean great man. stuff and wow. and then as i'm watching the footage back i realized that there's a helicopter landing pad on the top deck of the boat i'm like wow it would have been nice if somebody's not mentioned a boat that. bro if it's got a helicopter landing, it would have been nice if yacht. somebody mentioned that there was a helicopter pad because i was <laughs> trying to land this thing on the back of the boat. by the way todd dos reese can maybe answer this i believe that that sim
0: card if found will still work that's what i was told because Day one of the Entourage movie. Well, now
1: it's been three days. It's under the water. So no, no, no. maybe if I'm, I got it right away. I am away.
0: telling you that SIM card will work and someone will find it one day. Day one of the Entourage movie, I had my camera. Connor likes to make fun of me that I like to take my pictures. I took <laughs> probably 600 photos and the day ends. And as I'm getting off the boat, I slip, I'm carrying a bunch of shit, and the camera goes into the ocean that. off the yacht. And I was devastated, wow. but Fearberg told me that that camera, a hundred years from now, if someone finds that SIM card, it may very well work. Well, I got the coordinates, so maybe
2: I'll head out there. You should get, like Cameron. <laughs> maybe we get James Cameron <laughs> hey, Kev, to do a little expedition. And isn't there a product. home button? You just hit push home yeah, but and it home lands itself? the button
1: doesn't or... work on the boat. It works anywhere else, but Be- the boat is moving. Because it's moving? Even when it's anchored, I got it's moving. Well, you know what i mean uh, it can't yeah. it can't land so whatever and also too i knew i was in trouble i reached out i chopped up all my fingers i'm like my fingers are bleeding i was embarrassed too you know the guys i'm embarrassed got my, i knew i was having a hard time landing it so i reached out for it, you tried it. Oh, I tried to grab it i tried to grab it my fingers are bleeding i'm embarrassed they're like sitting there with the first aid kit chuck whose boat it was is like dude what's wrong with you like what <laughs> <I>, i'm like <laughs> what I'm like with blood running down my hands. It was ridiculous. But that's interesting about the SIM card.
0: Well, well we got to find out about that. And it's also interesting that Kevin, used to make fun of me uh, carrying a camera around, was now the nerd on this boat while everyone's trying to have a good time, like droning <laughs> everybody, every action they're
1: doing, see it, capturing. That, see that you say they may not like it when it's happening. But it's great to have after the fact. I would like Todd to. was
2: pretty big with the camera, too, on the set, right? No, but Todd would no. be
1: checking <laughs> lights. He did it for lighting. Right. Yeah. Remember, we would say, stop taking personal photos.
2: Yeah, because he did. <laughs> he would, like, save. We, we were probably hanging on his wall a couple <laughs> spots. <laughs> well, I think it's good. Well, Willis at
0: DJI, I think is the, the name of the company, we're going to try to call him after and see if we can get Kevin let's a new drone. About, let's ask so, him about the SIM card. Wow. Hey, and, I want a drone. drone. We'll ask about the SIM card, but I'll ask him about <laughs> drones for both of you. He gave Lucas a drone many years back that was awesome when they first came out, but we'll ask him about that, and maybe we can get you another one, and you can ruin another weekend of your friends that. on a boat and fucking that. shoot everything they do. <laughs> I would like to film Dylan getting real upset on the pool table, so I'd like a couple of weeks to get back into my pool game when you get that felt on, and then yeah, I, yeah,
2: yeah. I yeah. want to go. I got a, I got a ping-pong table. I got darts, cornhole. and will beat pong, pong. you ping everything. Ping-pong. You got me in ping-pong. Is the
1: simulator still in full effect?
2: Yeah, yeah. Since the fires the computer hasn't been working all the, the golf smoke simulator. The golf simulator, but it's still, you know, I just got to get a new computer.
0: Did you ever call them and see if they can do anything about it, or
2: they can do it? But it's like a three thousand dollar computer; it's not a cheap one, right? You know, it's right. one of those gaming computers. Yeah, right. I mean, massive, it's a massive, yeah, those simulators are High amazing. tower, just a big old. Yeah, it's so fun, so fun.
1: All right, Kevin Dillon has a golf simulator.
2: Yeah, just so let's explain it. We I think I got Kevin Dillon on Entourage. Simulator. Remember, yeah. we used yep. it on Entourage. Kevin Connolly had a hole-in-one on that simulator in front of the whole crew. You remember that, Todd?
0: As <laughs> Listen, as, yeah. as in everything in life, Kevin Connolly is great with simulators. You put him on a real fucking golf course, yeah. and it's not quite yeah. the same. Right. Listen, it's a lucky
1: Irish a, guy. I got a hole-in-one on the simulator, and the guy that was there was like, well, I've been with the company for a while. I hadn't seen that yet, and it was uh, the seventh hole Pebble Beach, three par three in the cup.
2: Hey, I've had that... Them- simulator for 15 years I've never seen a hole in one so and
0: you
1: saw Connolly's. that was true yeah, did, he his did his it drone the we whole crew, we were
2: rehearsing everyone saw did, it. did your drone capture that
1: shot <laughs> there or <was> no no <laughs> drones yet but like so kev you've been you've had it for 15 years and you've not seen a hole no i've hit some flags and i got one but, on camera and we yes, didn't record you it did <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do you mean you got it on camera we didn't we record were, it? We were rehearsing the scene, so the cameras were up, oh. and it plays back until you reset it. So you can replay, right, Kev? Isn't that yeah. true?
2: Yeah, yeah, you get to watch the replay forward or from behind, right. and, and then he uh, had some backspin and, on and and it and everything. And then
1: you reset. Well, the minute you reset it, it's gone forever. So we Let's moved on Let's keep in mind, next- it was
2: like a- 80 yard hole. I mean, it was well, a really whatever. short hole. Well, But it was, well, Pebble Beech, it, was it was Pebble Beach. Pebble
1: Beach. Se- hole seven. What right are you number you more, seven. What are Pebble you more Beech.
0: devastated by? The loss of the drone this weekend or that shot?
1: If I had that on film, I would take that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that was that's bragging rights.
0: And, right the, there. and
1: the cameras
0: were up. That's the crazy thing. Before we started on camera, which Todd, I think he's scared of the camera, but we were asking who the most difficult actor on the show to deal with was. And Todd Dos Reis, involved with at least. Sixty episodes of Andrés, seventy, more than that. He missed
1: 90? What
0: are you saying, Todd? What do you? What do you got there?
1: I think it was everything except like six episodes in the. All right, so, yeah. 90,
0: so 90 episodes. 91 episodes, one movie, and Todd Dos Reese's answer is no one was difficult. Everyone was great. Well, I can fucking tell you, these two guys right here <laughs> were difficult, but there were worse. Hey Todd. Fu- oh, I love you. Them. Were,
2: you weren't the easiest
0: guy. Oh, either. I'm a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, I was like a I was a nightmare. That I'm aware of, though. But uh, give us know. the
1: log line for <laughs> uh, uh, season one, episode eight. What's the if you were going to describe the episode? I in would two describe it, it.
0: You know what? It, it was. It's interesting. I wanted to talk about. A bunch of stuff with this episode, but it's called New York, and it was that uh, the name of the episode. That's it's a weird name episode ep- name. I felt okay. I, I didn't feel that, but I think that Kevin doesn't even fucking watch these. We say we're going <laughs> to come and watch. Is that the name? Yeah, that's the name. That's the name that. of the episode. Well, we were
2: happen. going to New York, but that's yeah. we're going to New
0: York. And to me, I actually love the name because the show really was an ode to New York, and like yeah, yeah, these yeah. guys yeah. in New York who are in LA, and and. My dream was always we're going to get back to New York, which, of course, we were not going to see it in this episode, but they were were heading off. And one of the interesting things that I think about back is when we were shooting episode four in the bowling alley that scene that we talked about date night mm-hmm. there was no script for episode eight and i had no idea what it was and i was not sleeping and i was losing my mind and uh i remember however it came about that we decided the episode really the focus was going to be on e and the the stresses that these guys put on them and the hierarchy of this group because when you go from being best friends and your friend becomes a movie star and you really want to go work for him whether it's lebron james Leo, whoever else, Mark Wahlberg. There, there becomes real things. So these guys were all being taken care of. But we learned in this episode really what they do. And, and I thought a lot of it was watching it back was very funny watching Connolly E have to deal with a bunch of shit that, you know, is, is pretty realistic. <laughs> we busted his
2: chops a lot.
0: You, you really busted his chops a lot. So, but he pulled
2: um, a power move. He wanted to be a real manager. He, he wanted, wanted a real title. He didn't want to just be the buddy that hangs around and does stuff. He wanted you that know? 10% or 5%? Yep. What
1: is it? 10%. 10%. Well, he wanted to get rid of that prelude. I'll rep you for 5%, Dylan.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Lisa, you're gone. So, Kev, I know it's your birthday. Well, I'm not that spring chicken I used to be. Well, you're looking
0: good and you're looking thin, but listen. Thank you, Doug. All of us have a lot of stress in our life. All of us are overworked. All of us are dealing with some crazy times right now. So sometimes performance can be an issue. You know what? This is nothing to be embarrassed about anymore. And there's also solutions. BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. Chew it and do it. Chew it and do it. That's all you got to do. You get online. I'm going to send you the site. You get online. They give you a doctor right there. This is the same stuff that's in Cialis and Viagra, except for you don't have to stand in line at a pharmacy. You don't have to be at the doctor's office getting your undercarriage checked out. It's
2: embarrassing.
0: It's awful. Okay. This is going to be a simple process. Also, empty stomach, full stomach, doesn't matter. Also, you go online. You get a free consultation with a physician. Nice. Then they'll send it right to your house in an unmarked box. So nobody has to know. Now, if you're comfortable enough with your partner, you can tell her. If not, you can go, I just happen to be performing uh, like a 20-year-old. I'm year. like this, honey. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> she doesn't have to know anything. And you know what she's going to say at the end?
2: She's going to say, Victory! This is made in the USA. It is a great deal for you guys. Visit bluechew.com and you get your first order free when you use the promo code VICTORY. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E, com Promo code VICTORY. Now, you can yell that out when you're having sex, too. It actually
0: adds a whole other dimension to it. All right, guys, let's get back to the show. I like thinking about that prelude because when when we were doing the show, even, I think, the, you know, Mark's manager, executive producer of the show, Steve Levinson, that was his car. He drove, I, I don't know if it was during the show, but that was the car he had. The prelude? Yeah. yeah like, and-
1: like when he first started in Hollywood, he drove the white prelude, right? For
0: sure, and I don't know when he got rid of it, but it was even crazier than that. Steve used to do two things. He used to have what do they call that? The uh, the boot or what, what do you call that red oh, thing? The, the, the club.
1: The club. Oh, the, cl- the club. He would put yeah. it on his steering wheel. Prelude.
0: Rail. On his Prelude. He put it on his steering wheel. He would also, I swear to God, <laughs> he would open up the hood and take and disconnect like the engine cap. No or something. way. There was no distributor way he was cap. the distributor cap. <laughs> you were not stealing his Prelude, so it was very Im-
1: important to him. And uh, you know, that's just What's a- a- Dylan. What were you doing in this episode?
2: Well, uh, we did the Larry David thing. Oh, is that well, that's. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, the Larry David thing where you're like, oh, you're going to do a little improv today, yeah. but I'm not telling you what you're going to be doing. So yeah. I really didn't know, but it worked out great. It was but so
0: career-wise in this episode, you had it—you were offered a part in Queens Boulevard. Yeah, I went to Vince. see Davies. The bookie? And he,
2: and, yeah. and then he had an audition. The which he, but then I had an audition to possibly do uh, with you guys. Yes, the audition I, with, was yeah.
0: with you, and yeah, which I was hating my life so much as the writer and dealing with these people. I thought maybe if I put myself in the show, I could somehow become an actor and have the the a good you were life good. like these guys. What was your You were good. What what
1: were, you were you auditioning were you? for? What was it? He was it was uh, CSI uh, Minneapolis. CSI, <laughs> Minneapolis.
2: <laughs> <laughs> after that, I storm out of there because, of course, I'm not going to get the job after I threw the pages in your face. And yeah. Fuck TV. Let's go make yeah. a movie. I love you know, his attitude fu- there. He's like part moving of it on
0: behind the scenes of the podcast we have talked the three of us about how we were going to try to stay organized and i have really tried to stay in a organized pattern but we're going all over the fucking place as usual yeah. which ends up me going by the way a lot and and we'll come back then let's go from the beginning the show starts off with vince saying goodbye because he's going to new york to one of his girls and and some of the things i like about this there was a, a big inspiration from the movie shampoo and particularly warren Beatty. when i was casting this i was like i want a guy like that that he's he's a womanized but he's not because the girls all love him he's not committing to anyone but they all think he's a good guy and it's very kind of innocent and Mm -hmm. it was that episode is really kind of the whole thing is like really these guys are almost boyish and high schoolish in this episode which Mm -hmm. i really love because it feels like you know you're boys from high school living in la and having this life and then serious issues get in which you can see how vince deals with it and how he deals with it that he wants to be involved in the career and he doesn't want to make this like okay i'm just an aside thing mm-hmm. what's going to happen to my life so i think all of that is is interesting stuff and he is being treated like shit he's being asked to find Scarlett johansson's number he's being asked to sit in his car while vince <laughs> sleeps with a woman um he is being asked to uh what else is well the guy's on? kind of yeah. abuse
2: him a little bit at dinner yeah the
0: guys abuse him because E is going to take vince out wine and dine him and, and try they're to They're going to order
2: him. everything from the top of the menu <laughs> yeah
0: i love if you remember but vince is saying goodbye to this girl and he he says goodbye to her dog and she's so yeah. touched that he, he remembers, remembers the, dog. the
2: dog's name yeah
0: and that came from my life because i saw a friend that uh i went to afi with and i had no idea what his name was but i said how was brandy who was his little terrier he was like i can't believe you remembered my dog's <laughs> name i'm like yeah i have no idea what your fucking name is but i remembered the dog so anyway I well, if i that recall uh, yeah he goes yeah he's my favorite terrier yeah right that does. was the line yeah so uh anyway vince is saying goodbye to girls and the guys are are getting ready, ready. to go to new york we're ready to go mm-hmm. passion
1: um, project green lit
0: yep season finales were always stressful because you feel a lot of pressure that you have to deliver an ending i had extra yep. pressure because
2: casey would harass me literally harass me all the time we had pressure too because we didn't have a script and until like the last second. Yes. Also,
1: too, I just always thought that you know when you watch these shows, the the finales are important. They are. I wasn't no trying doubt. to put undue pressure you, Doug, but they are.
2: You are hundred percent correct. By but the way, you, you always pressure. delivered. Thank you. All the finales. Thank you. Always. You but, did. But I I
0: didn't I didn't sleep. I lost a wife over these season <laughs> finales. I mean, I would honestly like it was it was stressful torture and you know, for, for good or bad, people can view the show and decide what they think of them or not. But we did, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to make them as good as possible. And as I said, there was no episode three weeks before we had no idea where this season was going, how it was ending. And, and my feeling was always at the end of every season. I was like, that was fucking great. We're done. The show's over. So I used to think like every season that was enough. And obviously you want to keep working. You want to keep getting paid. And we also were having a great time. So we did that. No doubt. But, uh, drama's going through some stuff in this episode which uh i i wonder you know we learn a lot that you'll actually go we learned a couple of things about the writing of this that i had no idea who really the chase family was because you're talking about staying at turtle's mom's house yeah and we ultimately end up changing it used to be that you and Vince shared a dad. I ultimately changed it to yes. that you shared a mom, and I did that for one reason, because I thought it would be cool to see four moms get off the plane uh, yeah. for Vince's premiere. So yeah.
2: um, whenever anyone I don't ex- know that too many people picked that up. Yeah.
1: Wait a second, so there was a misstep. So first we said one thing, and then we moved it to the other the next. We're time. both
2: chases, so it, it would be we would share the same father, and you yeah. kind of mixed it up, yeah. and you switched and I, over, but nobody really called. Nobody yeah. ever called me on it. I don't know about you. But.
0: I have gotten plenty of messages about it not mad but you know people want you to be David Chase or David Simon where you have everything planned out I was never that guy and I honestly I was about the episode I was like let's make it as entertaining as possible and if people don't remember that Ari used to have Three kids now he only has two, that's fine. But you know, I mean that
1: happens on TV shows all the time,
0: right? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. But there, there were times, you know, and now even looking back at it, I'm like, I don't remember. People ask me questions on Instagram. I'm like, I have no idea what the answer. Did we question. change
2: houses without ever talking about it? Yeah, on stage.
0: And and that's something to talk about because people always ask, why did we change houses? And the reasons were everything from uh, Kenny Griswold's house actually burned. I mean, it yeah, caught right. fire, and that's, that's why right. we moved. And then other houses, we lost permits or they didn't want a shooting. But there we anymore. went back to that house. We did. Yeah. yeah i
1: mean we you, when you shoot at a house you leave a major imprint on the neighbors the neighborhood the house it's all the
2: neighbors hate you yeah. yeah
1: yeah i mean i wouldn't love that if they were shooting yeah. next door to my my house you know yeah, so giant
2: lights on all the time
1: that was a that was a great house and how did that work Doug? like so you if let's say we're going to shoot a season do you pay does it work where they get paid an x amount of dollars and you can go there with is it true like within 24 hours notice like hey we're coming to the house.
0: Yeah, I mean, you make whatever the best deals you can, but you have cover sets in case it rains, so they know they're basically giving us the house for three months, and and at you know,
1: any point, we yeah, go we'll
0: there. be in and out of it. But <laughs> yeah. still, if they something annoys them and they want to cause problems, it's not you know it's yeah. a problem. So we moved a lot. We but That out. was Kevin's boy, Dylan. Didn't you
1: know Kenny, Kenny? as well?
2: Yeah. Uh, no, I think we had met before, but we weren't you guys. Great became friends. friends. We became, we became good friends, friends on the set.
1: Right on the set. Yeah. Great
2: guy. By the and way, he no, never complained. Really. I no, Kenny was the best. So whoever's, that was best whoever's,
1: whoever's listening, um, we're talking about the uh, the first season entourage house, which we later come back to. What and season a guy did named we come Craig, back? Kenny Griswold owned it, and uh, he was a good dude. Turned out to be a good dude. Yeah, he was we great. came
2: back like season five or something, right? I can't even remember. Um, we came back
1: yeah. Late, later. Yeah, six. We also seven, used we yeah. used Not Victor seven.
0: Maitland's house from uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop. Too, Cop. We well. also by the way, uh, we work- Sam
1: Nisarian's house, which is across the street from Leo's. Remember that? So Dylan's character, which
0: also kind of uh, some of what you were doing in this episode where you're studying your lines and you're doing the taggart, taggart. Yeah. I think a lot of that came from our relationship in those early days because... I was so obsessive about how words would sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fact that you actually were able to do it in a way that I think is so funny because you're going tagger, tagger. To me, it sounds it's exactly, exactly the same. same. Yeah. And you're actually asking, do you remember that, Connolly, or no? Which yeah, one's I better. wasn't in the scene. Tagger how can I possibly tagger. remember that? <laughs> you know who was in that scene, though? Frank Medrano, who yes, is a great. great actor who Rob Weiss, I think, discovered on Amongst Friends, but he was in Shawshank Redemption. He, uh, yeah. Frank gets. Killed early on in Shawshank. I was Redemption. In,
2: almost in that too. By I, the way, audition for that one too. Who wait, wait did you wait, audition wait. for? In I Shawshank. was the guy who was shot. I would have been the,
1: oh, the guy who was oh, shot in the year. Great uh, role. Gil Bellows. He played the guy that shows up late, and he's he served with the guy that killed Andy Dufresne's wife for real. And when he goes to the warden, the warden kills him. But yeah, that yeah. was a star-making role. Not oh. Yeah. Were you, like, at the final call on that one or, like, I, right I, I was deep.
2: I, f- I felt I was pretty deep. You really never know how many are left. Totally. But I felt like uh, I had three or four auditions, so I knew I was deep.
1: And you're not shy. Did you mention it to Darabont when he was on set? Oh, yeah. We had Frank
0: <laughs> no,
2: Darabont, the writer and director of Shawshank, didn't. on the Surprise, show. Surprise,
1: because you're not, you're not shy about that guy.
2: You of know stuff. what? I forgot about it. We might have talked about it. I can't remember. Right. I can't remember. We might have talked about it. All right. Well, also, Frank Madrano was in
0: that scene in the copy plays, and Frank Played the guy who's crying at the beginning of Shawshank and,
2: and dies. Big Viking Quest fan, right? I yeah. Mean, it was a big guy. The, show, quest fan. the He's like, guy
1: that goes, I'm not supposed to be here. The guy <laughs> exactly. that they bet on? The guy they bet on, the guy that cries, and then and then they, the guard beats him up in Shawshank, you're talking about?
0: Just Yes, that's who I'm talking about, which just a little aside, it's amazing how well Connolly can remember the Shawshank Redemption, but doesn't fucking remember a thing about yeah, this Yeah, I know show. how <laughs> I, have I no can remember idea, the greatest ever like, By the way, made. you weren't in that scene either, just nah, so we're it? clear. <laughs> so he knows every line of dialogue. <laughs> and well, it's interesting watching this episode back, Vince, he's really a dick to, to E, you know? Yeah. I really, I mean, he's But is just, he setting me up? I think he is, but he's going at you hard and hard. I don't think he expects that the official ask is, I want to officially be your manager is coming, but he's going at you and at you and asking you for things that really are, Yeah, there really was none of that early on in the season. So we definitely put on the stress to get to the best place possible. I with feel it. like
2: he explains it with, I can fire my manager, but I can't fire my, my best friend. That kind right. of, Again, so I, I feel like that's, that's the important, that's Where his head was at.
1: Do you think that Vince made the smart choice? Queens yes. Boulevard? No. No, like you how, as a manager. manager. Yeah. Oh, I think, well, I'm if sure we... I'm sure there's plenty of people online that'll tell you differently, but...
0: Well, uh, if we want to talk about E, E had a very <laughs> successful managerial career. Well, yeah, yeah, I made a shit did.
1: ton of money on Aquaman, is what I did. <laughs> no but, uh, doubt. <laughs> you sure did. What did you make on Aquaman? I don't remember. Uh, 1.2, right? Remember, <laughs> remember we break it down in the Playboy Mansion episode? We did you make 1.2 million? million I don't know Aquaman? what it was, but I know, I remember Dylan has the line where he's like, that's 1.2 for E. <laughs> whatever it was maybe 12 million for the sequel or whatever it was so that's what that's what it was yeah
0: you know to me that there, there was you really learned the complete hierarchy of this group and who who had value in what that everybody did have a purpose because turtle goes and makes his money in a funny yeah. way that that Vince knows you know what? this guy can hustle and can make some money and if it doesn't affect me i don't by care by the
2: way that money that he made was a little questionable Too on Vince's part well no he made like 10 grand yeah and Vince didn't, and show, he didn't up. show up at the party. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, what? it's kind of d- wrong shady. in a way. You Is this the about...
1: line where we say, what's the difference between a manager and an agent? Um, the manager's the one that cares.
2: I've heard uh, that before. Uh, yeah, they, well, they make you eat your vegetables, kind of thing.
1: But yeah. can I tell you something? And, and honestly, like the business <laughs> inside, you see it from a different lens, and it's very true. Well. Doug, you would be tough to manage.
0: You Ooh. may be unmanageable. How so? How so? <laughs> I'm very Ooh. coachable, very manageable. No, no,
1: but I mean, I, I'm almost take that as a compliment.
0: I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to understand it. Then I'll take it how I want. <laughs> right, I, I, you, you can't guarantee how you're going to feel based on.
1: No, I mean, I, just I think you like... might be
0: calling me to apologize for your part in this battle. But go ahead. <laughs>
1: no, I think when I say you're unmanageable, I think like you have way too much of an idea of what it is that you want to do and what you can do and what you have to do and what you don't have to do. Yeah. It's, it's different for actors. Right. I think this is a go... good
2: moment to take a word from our sponsors. <laughs> I want to talk about so
0: your storyline in, in this episode, how it relates to situations in real life that you've encountered. We've talked a little bit about doing auditions, but you have an audition in this thing where there's, yeah. you walk in there's 20 people who look exactly like you, yeah. are dressed like you. Tell me about that.
2: Yeah, it's a cop role, so I got the, the Ray-Bans and the leather jacket. <laughs> and you pan there's a scene where they pan across every guy's a lookalike there's 10 dudes they all have a Fu Manchu little uh little goatee the glasses the jacket and what's great about it's you classic. you don't
0: you don't seem at all like bothered by this you're like I'm going
2: that's the way it is man yeah. you get a lot of that at real auditions and, people and, all dress the this, same is people. this
1: the first time we do the audition thing yes i think it is it's the first yes.
2: time
0: it's the first time which is not a written line ayuga comes in well that's this. what i would that's yes. gonna be
1: yeah. my question because we have the episode up here kev give the audience background on i think actors well, i don't know if i did ayuga.
2: it i don't know if i did it when i did entourage but i bet i did i no, bet you i did, did it now no when i auditioned for entourage no did no i do way? it way no way
0: you sure because I almost yeah, do I did every, it every. Unless I wrote it in, because you did it. Also, but I
2: just for the record, here, <laughs> That's and an That was like, kind of fire me That's an instrument up, cleaner.
1: Like, let's go. Yeah, yeah. We're getting ready to go, and it became like our battle cry. I'd be like, Dylan, let's. This yeah, yeah. Energy down. If we, give if we us were low auga. energy,
2: I do yep. the auga, kind of get everyone. Let's all hear fired it one
1: more up. time. You're killing me. Back it up. Just
0: so you know, this doesn't happen on shows. They all showed up to watch me act and to to (laughs) harass me and to give me notes, to show you kind of how the friendship was going on behind the scenes. So even if they weren't in the scene, Kevin, Carley I literally was there. said
1: this. I have to. I
0: just have to be in the building. I got to
1: be in the building. Jerry You've was acted there as before, well, though, right?
0: I've acted in my own shit. It's never gotten me anywhere. And kissing never... a fool. I, I,
1: <laughs>
2: I, I... <laughs> Tell
1: us about kissing a
2: fool. We God. haven't heard enough about that. I mean, I will get into why I Dylan, was in kissing seen, a fool.
1: Have you seen? Buzz? I have not. I've seen gotta to kissing it. A fool? Like I gotta see it. Can I find it? He's like waiter too. I mean, I, I doubt
0: it's on YouTube. I can, mean, uh... can I give it a side story of how fucking crazy I am? But kissing a fool, Bonnie Hunt, one of honestly one of the great improvisations. Comic actors in the world, right? Told me I, I was directing the movie. She said, "You're so funny. I want you to act in a scene." Okay. Who, said
1: who was so Who was so funny?
0: Bonnie, <laughs> Bonnie Hunt said, "I was so funny." She wanted me to act in a scene. Now yeah, is, look at Dylan trying to keep a straight face over there. <laughs> Dylan's biting. Head. This Dylan's is, biting his lip. Over this there. is a million dollar movie. There's not a lot of time to waste. Okay, but I go. I've got Tom Del Ruth who maybe Todd Doris Reese knows. This was an A-list cinematographer, a few good men, many other things. You guys keep
1: going. I'm going to hit the head during this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I, I go and do this scene. And Kevin, I am so bad and so uncomfortable. I'm so nervous. I feel like the crew is watching me going, why is this jerk off in this movie? What is he doing? He's the director and he's this and that. So I swear to you, this is true. I don't sleep all night and I go okay, all I have to do to act is just be myself and not give a shit what anyone thinks. So I called the line producer. Gary Goldman, by the way, was the AD on this who became the AD on Entourage. This is a decade earlier. I call the line producer and I say we have to reshoot that scene, but I don't call the producers, the money guys. So I call the line producer and I reset to shoot my two lines of me as wow. this bartender in this movie. And when the producer why was it that
2: bad? Or? It was that bad. I was really?
0: so uncomfortable and so self conscious. I'm not even saying it's good now. You can watch <laughs> it and judge it for yourself. Yeah. But I came back and I said, I don't give a fuck who's looking at me. I don't care what they think. I'm gonna do what I do. <laughs> <laughs> what?
2: Fuckin- did you kill it? Did you, was it better than the? As first? I said, I don't know what I. Or was it exactly the same? I,
0: I think. it Must it was be better. nice to edit I, your own scenes. I I liked <laughs> my yeah. scene Burned and two
1: days in post production. But yes. the
0: producers walked in on this set in Chicago and were like, "Why the fuck are we reshooting this? We don't have the money for this." So I you it was, blame uh, the focus puller. Right? You're like, I blame. I blame wait the first wait one's a out second. Focus. Wait.
1: Tell, I'm sorry. I, I actually did go to the bathroom, so you had to <laughs> reshoot the scene. We didn't, he didn't have to like his performance.
0: Through. I reshot the scene without telling any of the money guys, and they two lines. Like, just
1: give me a camera. Just give me two a camera lines. right here. Just
0: give me. A and by the way, Frank Madrano, who we were just talking about, was in that scene and in that movie. Anyway, I'm not you can
1: supposed ch- to be
0: here. <laughs> check it out, kissing a fool. Indip- oh
1: please stop saying this isn't Indip- even funny anymore it's Indip- not even a funny
0: bit independent movie <laughs> shot funny. for 1.2 million dollars on location in chicago Holy released by universal shit. studios on 2200 screens out. i will okay, check that now, out 20 of the podcasts we've talked Excuse about me. it on 14 of the tw- let's get back to me so you guys show up on the course, set and i'm why, acting what we? where else are we gonna show? go yeah <laughs> what so Anyway, we do that scene, and yeah. I, I love that scene for a number of reasons. A, because all of the behind-the-scenes people are in there. But Dylan, you're genius in that scene. Have you ever gotten that pissed at anyone during an audition that you did something stupid that could really hurt your career?
2: No. No, I never have. He's a pro. Dylan's no. a pro. Cole, I, I you mean, must have. I've yelled at somebody auditions. in an audition. I've been oh, God, horrible I so. in auditions.
0: That I, but that that I I've never
2: get. imploded right. like that. The scene I throw the sides in your face. First of all, you're like, okay, thank you for coming. I mean, you were kind of short with me too, so you can see why.
1: Doug well, Allen was... or the character? Were you playing yourself, Doug? What do you What are you credited at? Uh, that's a good question.
0: I don't know, but I was trying to create a character. I wrote a whole backstory oh, yeah. for you myself really, and
2: uh, a really little attitude. A hell
1: of a character there. <laughs> but the truth the, is, the southern it, accent. Was instead of turning new. around and going.
2: Hey, uh, hey, get off your, your BlackBerry for a second and listen to this guy. He's worked all day on this. You go, okay, well, Johnny, thank you for coming. And, I mean, that just set drama yeah. off. Yeah, but. well, in in rehearsal, you, you were Doug getting did, scared. In
1: rehearsal, Doug did it with an Irish brogue. And, <laughs> you
0: know, had to tell him. Can I tell you, not to insult any of the great actors in the room, Kevin, the funniest line of the whole scene is Larry Charles at the end when he leaves. Larry Charles, like, I thought he was pretty good. Like, he would have gotten the role if he wasn't an asshole. And I think Larry, I think he improvised that. He may have. Yeah, he did. Um, he did. So, but anyway, Dylan, I, watching it last night, I felt, like, I felt the the angst that you had and Lev sitting on that phone and then going, like, it's an important call. Like, he could give a shit about yeah, you. Yeah. That's real, yeah. though. You yeah, encounter no, no. those assholes on this Let's talk about another thing. In this episode was really, you know, one of our great walk and talks where, as I said, to explain to the audience, we try to shoot things. In one as much as possible, yes. meaning there's going to be as little editing as possible. And this is all going to be about the acting and the dialogue because mm-hmm. you aren't going to be able to cut it in the editing room. So we did a scene.
1: And as we're sitting tough, here, tough. we have Todd Dos Reese who's operating this. Mm-hmm. And you talking. Shots. Todd Dos Reese, can you hand-held. give.
0: Can you give out how heavy is that camera how in actuality?
1: Camera? Wait, was it handheld or was it still? Handheld. It was always handheld. hand-held. And hand-held. the other thing, too, because it was handheld, we can only use the small mags. So I'm going to let Todd stop. Uh,
0: wait, again, thing. though, for the audience a steady cam can be strapped to you and is significantly, though still heavy and difficult, significantly lighter. But this is a handheld camera that you are carrying that weighs what?
2: Uh, with a 1,000-foot mag, it was about 35, 38 pounds. And sometimes, I forget what we did the first season, but I think that was when Steve Fairberg, ASC, the original DP, I think he started with a 1,000 and then we rioted and said, we can't carry this anymore. It's wimps, too much. Wimps, i just kidding. <laughs> but... Going back, it may not have been season one. You did have a steady cam operator. Yeah. So the pilot, we had two handheld. Then Steve came in and he wanted a handheld and a steady cam. So season one, you may have had steady cam for the walk and talk.
1: Pretty sure this was handheld, but. but- also, too, sorry yeah. to interrupt. From, from a creative standpoint, the handheld walk and talk is a more specific look. That's what we wanted. We the wanted reason, the handheld. The only version. reason
0: we'd use the steady cam is when it was just impossible to, to use the handheld for the terrain or whatever the other reasons was. This one might have been that situation which I knew. Where need to were look we? At, what are we talking uh, about? I this feel is the like steady cam. We walked through the whole house up the stairs, which I'm telling you, if you ever get a chance to come to LA, this house was used in cocoon. It's phenomenal, the indoor pool. Mm-hmm. But even walking up the stairs carrying nothing is exhausting. Yeah. So you have a cameraman walking backwards up these stairs and you have a
1: guy guiding him to make sure he
0: doesn't trip but who was the most worried about the scene kd because you had to do six pages of dialogue yeah and by the way
2: they were different scenes so all of a sudden you're like oh we're taking these three scenes and we're gonna run them all in one yeah so i'm like hey is is that true yeah Yeah. we also they were different you know one was here one was outside so we just combined
1: we just combined them because we we were in a time crunch so it's
2: like hey you guys gotta give us a heads up when you're gonna do a giant walk and talk.
0: We we were trying to be as naturalistic as possible, but Dylan had a bunch of activities to grab some golf clubs to, you know. And then
2: take a golf swing at the end of it, I think. Well, there was a cut probably. and,
0: And as I said, for all actors out there, what you will learn is if you can shoot a scene in one, A, you will get to act more. I love it. You will get to act more and B, your day will be shorter yes. because you're not doing 50 versions of the same thing. So but I, mean, I
2: rioted it a little bit yep. for the team, for the uh, yep. my fellow entourage members to say, hey, if you're going to do a giant walk and talk and combine scenes, try and let us know in advance because yeah. for the most part, you know which ones you're going to do. Right great scene to look at for television filmmaking because
0: i've said it before but there weren't that many shows that looked as good as our show did we shot it we had some of the best cinematographers in the business and we tried to male models yep we had some some (laughs) handsome guys who are unfortunately aren't available today but we we basically shot it as much as cinematic as we could for a television show given the timeline. when we finished the
1: six page oneer. And we knew we had it.
2: It feels it, good.
1: There were very few moments. It was like it was like a buzzer beater, right? It was yeah. just complete oh, it feels and utter. Good. Yeah, you knocked yeah. out six pages. Like some movies take a week to do that, right? We're
2: going home early. And that's <laughs> usually, usually the case. We go home early after that. Yeah. For me, the most important thing was that the actors did what
0: they did naturally. If you remember, what we used to do is come in. And we would block it out with you guys mm-hmm. and see where you wanted to move. And then we would do everything that we would We would walk could. it backwards. Do you remember that? Yeah, we, we would walk back it backwards talking. for time right. so we knew where to start. Some directors, an actor will walk in... And they are told you are gonna go here, you're gonna yeah. walk here, and you're gonna mm-hmm. land there. Now that's fine. Like some filmmakers Sometimes you
1: need to do that.
0: Yeah, sometimes yeah. you need to do that. But for me, especially on this show with these guys, the most important thing was that it felt real and natural. So that was yeah. the way that, that we went about doing it to the best of our abilities.
1: What Kevin is saying was if we knew we needed to end at a certain point, we would mm-hmm. start at the end point and walk it backwards so we knew yeah. roughly where to start. Now the the production question always <laughs> is When we show up on set, do we bring us to block it or do we get us into hair and makeup? What's yeah. the most time efficient? So I don't know if you remember by the end, Cav, or by season, I don't know, three or four. Our stand-ins. photo doubles, our stand-ins, we would show up. They were so good. We would show. Yeah, I was going to be like, wow, they should have shot because that guy was <laughs> definitely better yeah. than Dylan.
2: And they knew how to time us out. They they were with us. They would the they would knew so. their
1: they rehearsed their lines. They you know well, shout they- out to the stand-ins. We would actually show up on the set ready to go, yeah. and we would watch our stand-ins do the scene you know and it was it, it was really kind did of you ever they did,
2: weren't killing it
0: usually right. i was about to say though <laughs> did, you ever, st- did you ever steal it? anything from one of your stand-ins <laughs> a moment i, I can a choice. remember
1: i can remember uh you know it was like an ongoing joke but of course at the end of everything Dylan would say maybe we should just use connelly's stand-in <laughs> <laughs> We did love our standards. We had a great and and again it it all comes down to the same thing. We were
0: it's a big fucking family also, it was a fun Everybody show was. it
1: was a fun show to work on. I mean let's yeah, face it every it day we were at a new cool location close to our homes. It was just fun, and every day there was good no, weather. there was no food. monotony. it was like yeah. something different, something to be excited about, and that kept it fresh for me.
2: you said about the food? It was good food, but season one was not that good well, at we, one had no, stage, we, we had stage we had no went, money season people one. people kind of rioted and yeah. they were like. And then it was like towards the end of season one, I think it, it yeah. got a lot better. Yeah, we, I think we uh, they got some ratings in or something. But I mean,
0: we had no money. season. Well, down. that's there that's was that's the
1: other thing too. You, you know, for people, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. We know that the show was a big hit, but at that point, the show hadn't aired yet. So we really didn't know until I, I remember just feeling the difference between season two, day one, the end of episode eight, season one. Like we didn't know if that was a goodbye forever. I mean, we felt I good knew it about it, it. Wasn't. right? I but knew you, it wasn't. but it wasn't confirmed, bro. And we just don't know until it airs. I, was kind, of, I was kind Sometimes of hoping it was. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, but did you? I, I don't know. To me, there was like I felt good, but you go, you know, stranger things have happened. Maybe it doesn't.
2: I told yeah. you all along. Trust me, this this show's gonna go. I'll but tell I you what I've learned. You know watch. what I've
0: learned from this podcast is that Kevin Dillon is the most positive out of the three of us. I never <laughs> – by the way, I never thought – not saying
1: much. You? I,
0: I never thought it was a hit. You I never I, I never thought it was going to be. But also, I always have a doomsday scenario. And yeah, there, are, do. there are things that happen, though, whether it's 21 Jump Street. I agree. 21 Jump Street, Johnny Depp decides I'm a movie star.
1: I don't want to be on this show or – who was the guy? I, there was a. St- okay, so Men Behaving Badly was a sitcom in the late 90s. It was Rob Schneider and Ron Eldard. It was a multi camera audience show. Ron Eldard started to get some heat. He did a movie or he did something like that and he thought he was a big shot. He wanted to be off the show, wanted more money. And Kevin, get this, imagine this. He waits tape night, audience. Yeah. Down the stairs he comes and he walks through his lines in front of everybody just says them Light without down. performing them, nothing. Wow, wow.
2: It's crazy. He doesn't care about the show he, anymore. He's, he, he's no, well but he,
1: he literally is like, yes, today was fine. I came, and the audience is frozen in their in their seats. It was it was, it was was pretty wild. But they fired, did he, they fire him? I don't remember what happened, but
0: the point was, you know, that could have happened. Anything could happen on the show. You getting hurt, an actor getting, you know, too egotistical. Who do you think the most likely to just walk from this show would have been?
2: Is that...
1: Well, I mean, I think it would have been, I think it would have been Piven, but it would also have made the most sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know. Just winning Emmys and. No, no, I'm saying uh, story-wise. You know, it would have been weird if all oh. of a sudden Turtle wasn't there. Like, oh, Turtle. Oh, you're saying you're New saying I mean,
0: we, yes. We could have existed if Ari yeah, left. I, mean, the I show. mean, that's not to say that you know,
1: Piven wasn't you like know, if, world like less. Like, you like know, if, but if
0: Piven wanted to do Mister Selfridge five years earlier, we could have existed. You're saying you think we could? I, have I made. mean,
1: I, I don't know. It's not that it's it's not to take anything away from. Oh, look, the guy won three Emmys in a row. What yeah. can you say about Piven? I, I'm saying story wise. Yeah. It would have been weird if one of us wasn't there.
0: Do you know something that we haven't even talked about, which I don't even know if you guys know this, but when we started, HBO was so convinced that Vince was impossible to cast. They used to tell me we're going to, I mean, I swear these were real conversations. We're just going to shoot Vince's feet. We're never going to see him. <laughs> and I'd be like, like... Over the shoulders or whatever, just pieces of him. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Wow. They're like, well, we're never going to be able to cast him because if he's a movie star, he'd be a movie star. And the truth is, I swear to you, there was no one else in this town that could have done this short of getting Mark or Leo to come do it. There there really was no other second choice that felt like a movie star that wasn't. Adrian was the guy.
1: Adrian yeah, he was, was the, yeah. Adrian was and the guy. And also, too, you know, Adrian, that's a hard gig that he had, you yeah. know what I mean? To, to, to be what we needed him to be and what we asked of him. It's a hard job to step in there and play the biggest movie star in the world. It's not- And it's by the way, easy. he was
2: great in this episode too. I was I mean, thinking that was last night. Really, he really was really, really good. He was
0: awesome in this episode in yes. every way. In like like I said, that Warren Beatty shampoo way where he's great with these, these yep. women, being tough with, with E, but it's kind of joking, but then making his moment. And that's going to bring us to, which I want to spend some time on this because the last scene, there's a lot- to talk about the last scene. Yep. All right. So rather than going deep diving into the intricacies of the script of the final scene, which I think are pretty comprehensible, we don't need to talk about it much. There's a lot of good shit that was going on behind the scenes with you guys, the actors. So let's let's re- well, take it okay. well, back okay. to that night. All right. okay.
1: All right. okay. Well, first, let's say like th- that was our first huge get, the Scarlett Johansson.
2: Yeah, that was that was big. Who
1: pulled that off, Doug? Okay. That I think I swear I think. Uh, but didn't, wasn't there a relation... Didn't somebody... Her mom is her manager and didn't Sheila... There was like... I don't know. There was I some feel personal like she, relationship. I
0: feel like Sheila was involved but some things behind the scenes of that. I mean, we could not afford to go to New York so basically we had a get a director in New York that we only could speak to on the phone. And when I got that film
1: back, I almost a cried. it's good gig for that guy. You're like, wait, I get to shoot a one-er? Scarlett Johansson? Scarlett Johansson? He's, he's, he's
0: probably a big director. I, who knows? He and, is now, but and, and, it, sure. and it's all great, but I saw it. I almost cried. I hated everything about the shot, this well, low Doug didn't really? like
1: the low angle I hated, angle I hated the low
0: angle. I hated the big flag behind her. I just thought it was like too much on the nose. We also, too, for the audience, we had a very specific way that we shot things something else that the audience can learn is what a star is because believe me out of however many millions of people have seen this show, not one person thought anything except for they got Scarlett Johansson. How nobody the hell cared, did they get Scarlett? Nobody Johansson? cared about the shot. Nobody cared about she looked Grant great. She looked great, great. It great. And, and it and, just it and
1: what a favor. Good yeah. for her. Yes. I love her. She's,
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's awesome. It gave us an amazing actress, legitimacy. Too. So anyway, E delivers. But I want to talk about you guys and that night. Right. a lot. Can went I on start us night. off on yeah. this?
2: Please I'm care. not going to lie. We had a couple grippuccinos <laughs> that night. We were what is a grippuccino? A, what is a grippuccino? A grippuccino. Well, you know what a cappuccino is. Yep. And you know what a grip is, right? A grip <laughs> is like a camera guy who <laughs> carries the equipment, lays the track down, all they, that kind big, of thing.
1: The big lights. They're, they're tough. They're guys the tough guys. They yeah, the You don't want to mess guys. with the
2: grips. And I remember on a, on a different show I was working on, I was like, hey, you guys are having a late coffee, huh? I noticed <laughs> everyone had coffee. The guy opened it up. He goes, we call it a grippuccino. It's beer. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, nice or, or whatever or your beer. poison is in a
1: coffee cup and nobody can say anything. <laughs> so, so Kevin learned. We were working me, late. I, Kevin taught me that, like, first time in season one. And I just, it always stuck with me. It's been my favorite thing ever. We
2: would send props out to go <laughs> get us some <laughs> beer. So we'd have some <laughs> grippuccinos.
1: Grippuccinos. <laughs> we would wait for the last shot. Yes. And if it was a Friday night... And we
2: were working late that night.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah and also kev for me also, we didn't have
2: any lines oh, i didn't have any lines you
1: guys for actually. me also i you know it was one of those things where even though we you know i know you were confident that we were going to get picked up but we weren't picked up and it was yeah. the last night so for me there was a bit of nostalgia yeah this could be it yeah. Yeah, the theoretically, what, I, what it.
0: I want to focus on for a half a second is that kevin Dillon said he had no lines as if that means i mean leo had no lines in the revenant you're saying he could have done the whole
2: thing drunk or what <laughs> no we
1: were we were buzzed but i the, was in, i didn't even have a close-up i mean i was over by the <laughs> Plane like hey yeah, but so you who Dylan have- Dylan yeah. is standing in the in the doorway. Now a little background. I look The doorway always, of the plane. Of the plane. It, I always knew yes. how far I could push Dylan before like I would get beat up. Like, I could <laughs> take him right there before. Like I'm pretty do, easy go. Like, yeah. like, you know, I'm like, so it, when he says, all right, do it. And then I come, they're like, get out of the plane. And I go running, I go running up the stairs. I'm can like, we just look set at, it? Can we just set it? Yeah, So set we're it.
0: clear. So basically, Vincity of the moment. And then it's like, of course- you know, because for, for the entourage haters, of course it all works out. But yeah, he's getting on the plane and they're going to New York. So he's got to now walk up the stairs. No, but... but We're but excited our boy's but, uh, back. But they're like and...
1: got their arms up. But I'm like running, you know, I'm like kind of in a, in a jog. And I, I'm just looking at Dylan. I'm just like, Dylan is a sitting duck. His, his my feet My arms are, are in square. the air. <laughs> his, his, his feet are square. His arms <laughs> are in the air. He leaned into me on and that And I one. just dropped my shoulder and almost ran him to the other <laughs> oh, end of the <laughs> plane. Oh, please. Dylan is like... Dylan is, like Come okay. on, Let's go again. Let's go again. I, I need another Kevin. You know, I, I said okay. All
2: right, you want to go? Okay, let's go. No, but it, I really should have got one an Emmy right there for for exaggerating that this little pipsqueak could ever knock me over.
1: Are you kidding me? it was Please. a vicious backfield hit it was a vicious backfield hit and dylan was like I, we were well, we're going again we're going again. and they're like no no that's good <laughs> i think like, we're moving yeah. on i was like what what do you mean we're moving dylan on dylan wanted another shot to show that he could do a goal line stance and hold me from getting into the send you back down the steps <laughs> that was so funny and then also too we were you know we were having a having a great time and at the very in the very last nobody knew that you know the crippuccinos were being had and then they're like, okay, now we have to do one oh, with the plane. Fine. We have to do one with the plane engines off. And uh, Adrian ex- was exposed. <laughs> 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 a little slurry. The lines are. a was- <laughs> It was the last take of the yes. season. But he killed it. Yeah, no, great. it was he It was was great. great. But
0: wait, so you did not get another take? So
1: you took No, Conley he
0: did. We him. gave him another take. I, I let him off the hook.
2: I exaggerate. I had to make like so the guy could actually knock me over. Here.
0: So Connolly <laughs> runs through you, whatever. <laughs> but, like. but he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready for <laughs> it. No, no. I'll ask him what happens on the second one.
2: So the I, sec- I I thought it was great. So well, the I, second one he continue. planted his feet and he's like, you know, he tried after to- they say cut, I kind of <laughs> elbowed him a couple times.
1: Yeah, but what I I'll never forget. I had Dylan wrapped up and he was on the ground and he was like, "You're you're dead. <laughs> you are fucking dead. You We're are going gonna, again, and you, you are, are going to pay for that <laughs> today, tomorrow, next season, whenever it is. You will pay for that."
2: And by the way. It was all of season two. I had to, I had to hear him go. Oh, I mowed you down at the top of the steps. Season on the plane. two. Like, he's been he...
0: talking about this for fifteen years. I know. So I, I mean, still
2: have to hear it's, this.
0: It's so, so Connolly in a full sprint. Let's say thirty yards. You're in a standstill. He's not taking you down. Just so we're clear. Well,
2: yeah. I mean, he could take me down. <laughs> but look well, at the clip. Cedar <laughs> like...
1: Square. Oh, there he goes. you down. down for the count. Oh, you don't want down to see down this goes playback. Dylan. You don't want to see this playback. It's ugly. It's I ugly. mean, I <laughs>
0: absolutely love this. So. And then just a little bit of knowledge behind the scenes of the show, Funk Forty Nine comes in. Nice. Joe Walsh, the guitar plays. I wrote in the script of the pilot that that was going to be the theme song to the show, and we actually put it to the to the footage, and it and it just didn't didn't work, so we ended up obviously with the great, you know, Jane's Addiction song. Yeah, but that was the song, and that What's was the, is
1: that how what comes on at the end of the episode? Joe Walsh, Funk
0: 49, awesome. and, tune. Yeah. and uh, I don't
1: know, you know what that is. That's Joe Walsh, damn, oh, yeah,
0: yeah. I, mean, it's, damn, damn. I mean, it's one of the most famous damn, classic damn, rock songs damn, ever. I mean, yeah, uh, it was one of the great guitar players of all, players of
2: all time. Of oh, yeah, it's you've amazing.
0: heard of it because it's on the show that you've yeah. fucking been watching. on for eight years, but uh, listen all that
2: techno music. Yeah, exactly. So, but anyway,
0: Funk 49 plays, which early on, I was. Was picking most of the music and it was classic rock. Venner came on and gave us
2: a little more youth. And what was it stuff. like to get that song? Is it? Do you have to pay for that? I mean, yeah, I guess you got to right. pay
0: for it. Yeah. And uh, you know, we got the Eagles were in that uh, the pilot episode as well. One of my favorite bands, so it was great to have them. This was great, guys. As always, yes. And uh, we'll be back soon, but that wraps it up for another episode of uh, Victory the Podcast. I'm Doug Ellen at Mr.
2: Doug Ellen. I'm Kevin Dillon at Kevin Dillon Official. Victory.